Welcome to Just Be You with your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as Coach McKenna and Father Jason discuss how athletics and faith help us to become who God created us to be. And now here are your hosts, Coach John McKenna and Father Jason Parzinski. Good afternoon. I'm Father Jason. It's great to be with everyone this uh, this February 11th, just a few days away from Valentine's Day. Coach McKenna here, and what a great day. Valentine's Day? Whoa, thank you for reminding me. i got to go out and get my wife something. <laughs> but as we begin our new show, let's start with our scripture passage, which I'm pulling from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. What St. Paul is telling us in 2 Timothy is the idea that it's that daily step, those small things that we do each and every day that come together to present to the world and to God what we are doing, not only for, for carrying out the word and the message that Christ has commissioned us to carry to all the corners of the earth, but also what really defines who we are as an individual. I think um, every day that's important, um, and we try to be a better version of ourselves every day, and, and, and it leads into a lot of things I know we're going to talk about today, but um, every day um, I get up, I try to be a little bit better, and I promise God that I, you know, I'm going to be able to walk in his footsteps um, and, and be a better version of him every day. Yeah, you know, I think one of the things is that when we look at um, you know, that whole message that's kind of contained in there, you know, is also looking at how do we let go of what our own wants are at times, because sometimes we might want something that maybe isn't the best for us at that particular moment in time, or maybe it, we're lacking the, the vision to see the bigger picture, and so someone else might have a little bit more of an insight. You know, there's an old saying um, when, with the priesthood that, you know, there's the three promises that we take towards, uh, you know, celibacy, simplicity, and living, as well as obedience, and that, you know, if a priest is going to have a struggle, it'll be with one of them. And, uh, you know, and, and so that obedience, that idea of laying down your will, allowing God to take control through the, the guidance of the bishop, who St. Ignatius of Antioch said is God present in his very nature, can be a challenge. But also for all of us on a daily basis, you know, how, how are we looking at what is God calling us to and the challenges that that might face for us in subjecting ourselves to God's will and, and letting go of what we might want to do? And I think with the kids, well, the way I relate it is I find a uh, thing I use all the time. It's a lot easier for me to understand is not about me, not about you. It's about others. And everything we do, if you do not order, where it comes to others first, how, how do you service others? And I, I think that is a great way to live your life. Yeah, I think it's an attitude that you have to have. You know, I think at the end of the day when you walk into, you know, like walking down the halls at the high school, for example, or walking into the weight room. And you, you know a particular student's having a difficult day, either because, you know, academics aren't quite going the way they are or, you know, something happened in their family. It's always interesting to see the students who just sort of know that they should just be present. They may not know necessarily what's going on, but they have that attitude of, of being aware of their environment and, and recognizing how they could at least be present, even if they don't understand. And I think that's a, a key, Father, because I think you've got to learn to look up look in people's eyes, look in their souls, and we can tell right away just by looking at somebody what kind of day they're having or where they are. You know, you walk into a cafeteria and there's a guy over there by himself eating lunch. Guess what? Pick it up and go eat lunch with him. And, you know, you'll never know. You may never know what you've done for him that day, but it's about others, and, and that's what we're talking about. And it's not always about, you know, that pat on the back. 
after you do something for others. I, I have a big thing with uh, when we do service projects, and uh, the first thing everybody's going to ask, uh, uh, is the newspaper coming? <laughs> or, or, you know, who cares? It should do it because it's the right thing to do. You know, that's one of the things I, I love how you just brought up the service because as, as Notre Dame was founded by the Sisters of Mercy, one of the things that is one of the foundational virtues in which the school is built upon, that all the Mercy schools are built upon, is that component of service. But I like about how Sister McCauley, you know, saw the, the benefit of service as being the means with which our hearts are changed. And through that, we grow in an understanding of God's presence in the world around us. So service is not just something that we do for that gratification or that recognition, but is really something that we do to change our hearts to become more like Christ and in, in service to others. And I think that's so important because uh, the more we can walk um, the talk, and uh, the better kind of the better person you're going to be. And I and I think that's what we're trying to be every day is you're trying to be a better version of yourself. And and none of us are perfect, and so it is a daily struggle, um, just as we were saying. And you know, it's that it's that daily decision to do something small every day. Um, you know, Tresla Sue talked about the little way, doing an act of kindness every day. You know, we don't have to plan the great things, but just simply doing the little things every day that, that are right and are just um, can lead us to becoming uh, an individual who rises above our own brokenness. And, you know, that brings me to uh, Kobe Bryant, who, of course, passed away a few weeks ago in that tragic helicopter accident. And, you know, he was an individual who wasn't perfect, as, as we all know. You know, unfortunately, when you're in the public light, your life is also in the public light. Uh, but he was still, nonetheless, a man who was committed towards the betterment of his community. He had a number of charities and foundations that that he was actively involved in. You know, the one that he and his wife started, the Bryant Family Foundation, you know, doing philanthropic works and, and trying to improve the lives of young people and their families, you know, working with, you know, and providing shelters for the homeless, uh, as well as really kind of tackling the whole issue of, of how kids might be missing things that are fundamental to their success in life. And so it's, it's really... Uh, quite impressive uh, the number of things that he was involved in and not just sitting on the sidelines or talking. Uh, I don't know about you, Coach, but that's one of the things that sometimes you notice that sometimes you see uh, individuals who have the platform, they they talk the talk, but you don't actually see them follow through and actually do anything. You're right. They don't walk the walk, Father. One of the things that I did, um, you know, and following um, Kobe Bryant's career and everything, and, and just following sports in general, and you don't see uh, this very often anymore, is the one town or, you know, one town athlete. It stays in one place the whole, in his whole career because they're looking for more money. And I believe, and I, I could be wrong here, but if I remember correctly, he took a couple uh, pay cuts at times to get other players to come to the team, to make the team better and everything because he wanted to stay on the same team. He, he didn't move around and everything. Um, and, and that's kind of neat because nowadays you look at these athletes, the way they're traded, the way, you know, free agents and everything else, they're all over the place. And most athletes will play in three, four towns in their career where, I mean, he played the whole time, I believe, for the Lakers. Yeah, 20 seasons for one team, which is, uh, you know, it's more time playing for one team than, than any other person in NBA history. Um, I think, uh, you know, looking at some of the stats out there, uh, Dirk Nowinski uh, had 21 seasons with the Dallas. Uh, but outside that, you know, that is impressive. You know, that's one of the things, I, coaches, you know I'm a big fan of Australian football. 
which is really kind of a, a unique sport for those who haven't seen it. It's a combination of rugby, soccer, American-style football, and uh, Gaelic football brought together into one sport. It's, right. it's, uh, it's unbelievably intense. But those guys, they sign up for a team when their career starts, and, and you see that, that most of them tend to stay with the same team, at least from my experience uh, with what I've been reading about the sport over the last couple of years. I think that does something when you commit yourself, as Kobe did with with the Lakers. Two or three of the athletes that I watched were interviewed after uh, he passed and everything, and I think three or four of them said this. He said, being around Kobe made me a better person. And and I don't think you can find any better compliment than that. Being around Kobe made me a better person. And, you know, if, if they can say that about me when I go or you about you go, we've done okay. Um, and I think that's the compliment right there. I think people that were around him, um, and it was funny because they were interviewing a uh, grocery clerk in, in the grocery store that he went mm-hmm. to all the time. He said, you know, he didn't want to be Kobe. He just wanted to be a regular dad. He made a lot of late night iced tea runs, apparently. You know, they had a big thing for iced tea and everything. He just wanted to be a regular dad. And there's nothing wrong with just being that regular guy. You know, it's tough, you know, um, I've trained a lot of uh, professional athletes and everything, and um, it, it's tough being on that in that spotlight all the time. And you're gonna make mistakes. It, it, it's it's not an easy life, but um, I I think he did a great job. And just to hear the way other people have talked about him, um, it, it's very impressive. Yeah, I mean, his one uh, former teammate, uh, Meta World, uh, told uh, to CNN uh, after the helicopter crash was reported. He's leaving a legacy, and he's teaching people how to be more than just an athlete. And, you know, here again, we're back to the other message. Um, Appreciate every day you had. I'm sure when he got in that helicopter, he had plans for tomorrow, the next day, where where he was going to be with his daughter a week down the road. Um, And guess what? (laughs) If we think we're in control of our life, uh, the good Lord has his plan, and and it goes, and it was his time. You know, and, uh, you know, and without saying that just about Kobe, too, um, may the rest of the other people that, that um, passed away in this terrible accident, um, I just can't even imagine the fear, the anguish they had to feel before the accident and everything. And I think there were nine people in total right, that, right. That, um, that passed away. Um, I think if we all just, uh, you know, it's even it's weeks later. Uh, just drop your knees for a little bit and, and say a prayer for him because I, I think we have to do that more often. Every once in a while, we got to stop and say, just wow, uh, you know, uh, let's sit down and pray for these people and their families that are behind. Um, and and I, I just think um, it, it's a terrible thing, but it's a lesson. It's a lesson we all can learn from. Yeah, and it's not easy to lose someone. And we've, of course, had, um, sadly, a few students that we've been working with this school year who've lost uh, a parent or a grandparent. And you know, and it's it's not easy to lose a parent or a grandparent, and and then for for Kobe's family to also be grieving the the loss of of one of their sisters, um, or in Vanessa's case, a daughter as well. I mean that 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 adds to the the grief uh, that they must be going through. And you know, the worst part about losing someone, especially when it's unexpected, is that you get a lot of support at the beginning, and you might have that support, a lot of people looking out for you, but after a month or so. Everyone starts to dissipate and go back to their regular routines while you're still there grieving. And for the next year or so, all those firsts, the first Christmas without the individual, the first Thanksgiving without the individual, the first birthday, you know, all of those are are difficult moments 
uh, for an individual. And so I think it's important for us also to keep in mind that as we, we live each day intentionally for Christ, that we also need to be mindful of those who have lost someone. And, you know, and, and we, we all know the people who know me. I'm married to a saint. Uh, she t- anyone who puts up with me <laughs> has to be a saint. But uh, we have a real good friend whose husband just passed away. And my wife is so good because, like you're talking about, on those holidays, on those days, or she'll just pick a day. My wife will send her flowers. She'll stop by and just see her because, you know, that's when it hurts, when you're all by yourself. And, you know, on that Thanksgiving or you're all by yourself on that special day, Valentine's Day. You've lost a husband. You've lost a loved one. You know what? That's when it all comes back, all the emotion and everything. And that's when you need to surround. But I'm going to tell you one thing, Father. I'm finding out. And I think through my journey, through every, um, every tragedy like this and every death like this, um, there's a light, too. And I think Absolutely. that's where I'm starting to find that God has a reason for what he does. We're involved in a situation right now, and uh, this weekend, I saw a couple of those lights. I saw a light out of a, a tragedy and everything where, you know, it turned around and everything. And, I, and it's neat to watch. Absolutely. We're going to take a brief break right now. When we return, we'll be speaking with Chaz Jones from Triton Catholic Academy. Hello, my friends. This is Jim Manfredonia, co-founder, president, and CEO of Domestic Church Media. It's an honor for us to be able to bring you Just Be You on our network of local Catholic radio stations. And we want to thank Father Jason and Coach McKenna for sharing their gifts with us each program. Domestic Church Media is an honored affiliate of EWTN, the Global Catholic Network, and they provide us with so many wonderful programs. But as your local Catholic radio station, it's important for us that we bring you fine local programs like Just Be You. And not only can our family of listeners hear these programs on our radio stations, but they can listen on our free Domestic Church Media mobile app by downloading and enabling the Domestic Church Media skill on your Amazon Echo and Google Home devices. And we stream our broadcast live 24-7 and archive all of our local programs on our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. So I invite you to visit our site. That's domesticchurchmedia.org. And while you're there, I ask you to prayerfully consider making a donation to Domestic Church Media so that we can continue to bring you programs like Just Be You. Domestic Church Media is a nonprofit Catholic lay apostolate, and we are totally listener-supported. We are here because of the generous donations of listeners like you. We don't receive any financial assistance from EWTN or any of the dioceses that we serve. We count completely on our family of listeners. So won't you visit our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and consider making a donation today? When you do, you're supporting Just Be You and allowing us to bring this excellent program to potentially millions of souls every day. My friends, it's so important that we have a Catholic media outlet like Domestic Church Media to bring the joy of the gospel to millions of souls every day. But we can't be here without people like you. So again, I invite you to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, and invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this apostolate. God bless you, God love you, and thanks for listening. Hey, welcome back. Hey, we've got a great guest today, uh, Chaz Jones from uh, Trenton Catholic. Chaz, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> we we <laughs> love having you, buddy. Um, hey, now, you know, you're talking to a football guy here, but um, I hear you're a big-time soccer guy, a uh, captain of the team for two years. Uh, tell us a little yeah. bit about uh, your involvement over at Trenton Catholic and what you're involved in, what you do, and then we're going to go from there. Well, I... Uh, I'm a part of a 
Catholic Athletes for Christ, the leadership team, and I've been a part of the leadership team for about three years now. And uh, as a as captain of the boys' soccer team, I, I make sure that we pray before and after every game, uh, along with the baseball team. So at Trent Catholic, we try to incorporate uh, CAC and Christ into all athletics. And if you can, I, um, you know, I got to give a little shout out to your uh, your director over there, uh, Mrs. McCarthy. Tell us a little bit about her and her involvement with you, and uh, how she got you involved in this. Uh, my sophomore year, she asked me to be a part of the team because uh, she's seen how much of a leadership role I played in athletics. So ever since then, me and her have been going to CAC meetings at Notre Dame. We've been trying to get as many kids in Trent Catholic involved in CAC. And, uh, she, uh, Ms. McCarthy, she's, uh, she's great. She is a good person. Now, Chaz, what are the challenges before I turn this over to Father Jason? I just cut him off, and I have a habit of doing that sometimes. Um, what's <laughs> been your biggest challenge to get guys involved with the Catholic Athletes of Christ? Uh, students who aren't really religious don't enjoy like, yeah just students who aren't religious don't really like to pray with the team okay so, so it's not something they do all the time to, and then to do out in front students. of people it's hard to well, do huh uh Excuse me, I I'm sorry. I, mean, I guess if they're not used to praying in public, it's a hard thing to do, and then to do it in front of your teammates, it's just not that thing to do, I guess. Yeah. So you're always fighting that uphill battle a little bit. Uh, usually, yes. Okay, I'm going to let Father Jason go now because I cut him off last time, and I feel real bad now, you know. Uh, no worries, Coach. Chad, so I have a question for you. Since you're a yeah. soccer player and all, um, what Premier League team do you support? Uh, I'm a Manchester United fan. I am so sorry. <laughs> I, I'm a huge Chelsea guy myself. Uh, you know, it's uh, one of those things I always have to ask. I'm always surprised how many Man U fans there are out here. Any particular reason why you follow them? Uh, I'm a Paul Pogba fan, so wherever he goes, I go. Ah, so you're not loyal to the team necessarily. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. That's interesting. Uh you know, one of the things that I find impressive uh, a number of years ago, uh, just kind of tying in some things, uh, Fernando Torres, when he was playing for Chelsea, one of the things that was a rather striking and puzzling thing that he did that was uh, a big story in the media at the time was the fact that he wasn't getting a lot of positive press because his career wasn't really shaping out as expected at Chelsea uh, back then. And he had an opportunity to take a goal and instead... He um, handed the ball off to one of the teammates on Chelsea in order for him to take the goal. And when he was being interviewed after the game, they asked him, why did you do that? You had a clear shot. And and I, his remark was amazing. He said, my teammate needed the success more than I did. And I think, you know, actions like that on the field, on the pitch, can can speak volumes about the attitude of a player. You know, as, as one who's really worked hard at developing your own particular skill set on the pitch as well as being captain and being involved with Catholic athletes um, 
And I heard that you went to the March for Life recently. And, you know, how do you bring that to your to the way in which you play the game and how you captain the team? Uh, well, if we play another Catholic school, we try to go over to them before the game and ask them if they want to come over and pray with us before we pray before the game. And because it's a lot harder to to play dirty or to to hate a, an opponent an, an opponent that you just prayed with. Right. Chaz, one of the things that I see you were involved in, and I'm a little curious about how, how you, you put this together. Apparently you were a facilitator for the first prayer service for uh, 45 eighth grade students at Trenton Catholic. Could you explain that a little bit to us? Uh, yeah, so it was similar to the Notre Dame uh, CAC meeting. Right. Where, So basically we had all the eighth grade athletes we had a small prayer service, and we took them into the collaboratory where we showed them the small video on Anthony Farrell, and they all enjoyed it. So after that, we asked them a couple questions about the video, and we're, we're just trying to get the younger kids involved in CAC so that when some of us seniors graduate, they can come into high school uh, joining. And they already have an idea about the Catholic Athletes of Christ. That's a beautiful thing. Now I've really got to talk to you about I've been dying to talk to you about uh, this. You re- your major uh, service project, you coordinated the senior uh, St. Francis Assistant Living Prom. Um, explain that to me. That sounds really neat and a neat thing to do. Uh, yeah, so we have we had a couple of students go to uh, Life St. Francis, and we threw a party for them so that they could uh, you know, have a little bit of fun with uh, us students. And we played games. We put on music. It was like a, a prom, like a high school and prom. That's pretty cool. So, Chaz, so you're a senior. Where are you, what are your plans for next year after you graduate? Uh, to go to college, play college soccer, get an education. Get uh, an do, education. do you have a college in mind at this point? Or are you still waiting for some acceptances? Or have you signed with anyone yet? Or uh, I'm not signed with anyone, but okay. my top school is Belmont Abbey down in North Carolina. Uh, why, uh, what was it that drew you to them as your top school? They were most interested in me, offering me the most money. It's good reasons. And they have a good education program. Is what do you want to major in? Uh, graphic design. Wow, that's impressive. Any thoughts on how you might use that? Uh, as of right now, no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can take that career-wise, and, and so I, we wish you the best of luck with that. Yeah, one last question I have for you, Chaz. You know, you have this, this incredible platform right now being on the radio with us with, uh, you know, potentially thousands of listeners um, across the area. Uh, 
what is it that you would like to share with everyone, especially those student athletes who might be listening to this as they're working out in their school weight rooms right now? Uh, so basically I don't think students should be afraid to express their religion. Student athletes in particular. That's a great message. Well, now, uh, go ahead, Father. I'm sorry. Um, Chad, one of the things I want to ask you is, um, you know, to be a soccer player. Last night when I called you, um, you, you were at a soccer practice and everything. Um, a lot of extra work goes in, into your craft. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, good. Um, and I know you put that work in. Chaz, we really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, we wish you luck. We're here for you. Anything you ever need. I'm not hard to find. You just look for uh, myself over at the weight room at Notre Dame or Father Jason over at Notre Dame. You ever need a uh, reference or anything, we're here for you, buddy. But we thanks for, uh, thanks for being on the show. Will do. Thank you for having me. Take Thank care. you, Chaz. Coach, Chaz is an impressive young man. He's he's done quite a bit. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts? One of the things I like about Chaz, he sounds like he's one of these guys uh, more about action than words. He doesn't sound like he's that big talker. You know, we, we've had people on the show where we got to like cut them off all the time. Chaz, right there, he gives you an answer and that's it. But that uh, seems to be the kind of personality uh, from talking to Mrs. McCarthy over there that he is. He's just a uh, go to work person. Do the job, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I, I like guys like that. Not a lot of talk, just do the work. Yeah, and the number of activities he was involved in, the things that he's helped lead and facilitate at TCA is rather impressive, and we only scratched the surface of some of the stuff he's done over there. So, I mean, truly an impressive young man. We could have asked him quite a bit more on some of these activities. But, Coach, in our, our remaining time, I believe you have a challenge for us. Yes, I do. Um, you know, going with everything we talked about today, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about others. Fight the good fight. Help others. Find somebody else that needs a little help today. Go out there, you know, give them a smile, give them a pat on the back. Help them carry the groceries in. Keep an eye on them when they're coming out of a store. You know, just be there for other people. Hey, have a great week. And one uh, brief announcement if we can just uh, be of any service to you or help to you in helping start Catholic athletes in your school feel free to email us at justbu at rescueteam.com we'd be happy to respond to your questions uh, that you might have for us and with that until next time we wish you all the well God bless it's where I drank my first beer.